Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about indecision and your anxiety. Decision-making. This can be a tough part of our struggle with anxiety, getting caught in the place where we are indecisive. And when I look back on my own life and when I think about the conversations I've had with clients, it can be difficult to see which came first, right? Was it that I was anxious and I became indecisive or did my inability to make a decision and stick with it, caused me to be more anxious. So I think it is just another one of these cycles that feeds itself. Just like the fear and the anxiety feeding itself, I think this this indecisiveness and our anxiety go hand in hand and they keep each other alive. You know, anxiety really can try to keep us on the fence in between decisions like which way should I go and making a decision and then changing our mind. We can do that. We can either be sitting on the fence or hopping over the fence, left, right, left, right. We don't know each side that we're on. We decide that the other side is better. It just goes round and round in our head. I'm sure that you understand this. I've, that you have, um, you may be smiling because picturing yourself of just hopping over the fence back and forth. We've all done it. And it seems at times that if we have a big and very important decision to make, that we are having a little bit easier time to do that. And we can get stuck in the small decisions. We can get stuck in the inability to make a decision on what to have at a restaurant on what movie to go to, on what to do next on a project that is not important, that it has a time frame around it, but just stuck. It's almost like frozen. So I want you to see that in that fight, flight, or freeze. When we are anxious and having trouble with indecisions, we are stuck in more of a frozen mode. And we're so afraid that once we've made a decision that it might be wrong. So we go back again to the other, back and forth. And so this is part of our trying to keep ourselves safe. Again, these things are always working for us in the beginning, but they tend to go out of control or we're not being consciously aware enough to keep ourselves from going down the wormhole with these kinds of strategies that the brain and mind come up with to keep us safe. Decisions on the big things, again, seem to come a little bit easier, especially if it's an emergency situation because we are snapped into reality into the present moment, and we just do what is required in the present moment. We don't have time or the luxury of playing this over and over in our minds again. And so we can actually make forward motion in that way. And that was very true in my life. 
when something was big and, you know, one of the kids got hurt or something, you just knew exactly what to do and you did it. There was no time to mull it over, to try to strategize which way is the right way, which is the safe way. You came right into the present moment and simply act. We want to think about what it is we need to do so that we can make a decision, be true to ourselves, and feel the peace that comes with that. Now, we all make mistakes, but the thing is when we're anxious, we're so afraid that the mistake is going to cause us discomfort or it's going to put us in a dangerous situation. So again, we can see that the indecisiveness is a way of keeping us frozen and keeping us relatively safe. Now, I put that in air quotes because we're really not in any danger. This is just our overactive amygdala keeping us in the cycle of anxiety. And this way is the frozen way. We're not running, we're not fighting, but we're freezing. So we don't talk about freeze very often because uh, it's probably the least thing that people do. But being in this indecision day in and day out is a way of being frozen. And it pulls us out of the real world. It takes us out of the present moment because we're all, all we're thinking about is what if it, I do this, right? Here's the what ifs. What if I do this? No, maybe what if I do that? Maybe it should be this. There's the should. So we're not doing anything but thinking and mulling it over and ruminating in the possibilities. So we can see that the longer we stay in this, this milieu of indecisiveness, this constant rumination over what to do or finding the right way to do it or doing, making the best decision. We come up with these, these traps that make us feel like we are going, if we don't do it exactly perfectly, that something horrible will happen. Well, things happen in life, whether you make all the right decisions or all the wrong decisions. Something is going to happen. Life happens. And all you can do is make the best decision at the time with the information that you have at that time. We often look back. And this is one of the ways that we get into this frozen place is we look at our past and we say, I should have done X, Y, Z. And that would have changed everything. But what we want to remember is we have no idea where that path would have taken you. Even if it looks like it might have been the brighter decision at the time, we don't know where that would have led. So let go of that. No sense with woulda, coulda, shouldas. Stay with I made the best decision at the time and I'm just going to keep going from here. What we want to try to get to to help us feel um, less frozen when when we're stuck um, in 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 the ruminating thoughts, how we can break this is reminding ourselves that we can make a decision and keep a commitment to it. 
This is how we're going to tell ourselves that we can break out of this cycle. Again, we have to do something consciously. So I think making a commitment to make a decision and not go back on it because anxiety and indecision will just keep feeding themselves. So when you make the commitment, you have eliminated the indecision. Now it's going to feel uncomfortable. That is what the anxiety was trying to stay away from that. Oh no, you can't make a decision and stick with it because we don't know that could be dangerous or it could cause you troubles in the future. And so just keep flipping back and forth and never do anything. And that is quote air quotes again around safety. That that's what the the mind thinks that will keep you safe, but it won't. So where we want to get to again is we want to make a commitment to break that cycle of indecision. And I bet you will be able to see that much of this uh, indecision will begin to evaporate once you break the cycle. You'll be able to point to yourself, well, I made a decision and I didn't die. I made a decision and everything kept going. I made a decision and things turned out fine. Or I made a decision and I learned something. I learned what not to do. But you won't be stuck in the frozenness of the, of the indecision and being stuck back on that fence, either being afraid to jump off on either side or just hopping over it over and over again. And you know, just because we're in a state of indecision doesn't mean that there really is an issue or a problem or a danger at hand. It means that's what the mind is thinking so we have to pull up our conscious awareness and not just be going along with the story that the mind is making up about the choices that are in front of us and being strong enough to make a commitment and just try it with something small. Try it at a restaurant. Try it at the next time someone says, what do you want to watch on uh, Netflix tonight? What movie do you want to go see? What color should we paint this room? Now that's getting a little bigger, but try it. Give it your best shot. Check in with your heart and soul and and make a decision and stick with it. Tell yourself ahead of time, I'm not going to back out of this and just see what happens. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. 
OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So let's see if we can't talk about a couple of things for you to do. Again, make a plan. And like I said, start small. Movie, what to watch on Netflix, what to cook for dinner. And actually, Make a plan ahead of time that I'm going to decide and I'm not going to go back on it. I'm going to make a commitment to stick with that decision. And the way that we can do this, if it's something that we bigger that we aren't going to decide in the split moment, we can, we can put our decision that we have to make on the shelf. And we can come back to it at a later time. I call this sleeping on it. Sometimes the decision is bigger than what to watch on Netflix. And it might be, what color shall we paint the bedroom? So think about it. Look at the color swatches. Like kind of get into it. Enjoy it. Make a decision. Uh, Maybe you come up with three or four that you really love. But You want to put it aside, put it on the shelf for a little bit, sleep on it. And another way that you can do that is to put it on the back burner. You know how I like to put everything in the soup pot and put it on the back burner. And that would be when we're accepting the issue and we don't want to focus on it right now. We don't want to go over it and over it in our head because that what that gets us to be frozen, that gets us to be indecisive. So we make a choice to put it in the soup pot, put it on the back burner, and come back to it later. Again, that's like sleeping on it, but maybe not as long of a time. We really want to also develop some awareness to be able to take a step back, to get out of the the rush and the push of having to make a decision and give yourself some space around whatever it is you're thinking about. Look at it from a new perspective. Get creative. We want to learn to look at things from a different point of view versus the black and white. It's either a right decision or a wrong decision. That won't serve us. But if you're stuck on the fence and you're really wanting to jump over to the left-hand side, you can actually get creative in how you're looking at it. You don't have to see it as, is this the right way or the wrong way? That black and white thinking can just keep us frozen because of course we don't want to make a wrong decision. We don't want to make a dangerous decision. So get creative and see if you can't take a step back and look at it from a little bit of a different perspective. Maybe as you start to look at that left-hand side of the fence from a different perspective, you see that it 
it's got a lovely field over there that you could go and romp through. Maybe you hadn't looked at it in that way before. So we want to try to look at things from a little bit of a different perspective. Now that could even come to with your, let's use the restaurant and trying to come up with what you want to order. Believe it or not, this is a really big issue for people. You may not have this, but if you've got this challenge where you can't make a decision like that, you are not alone. I hear this from many, many people. And uh, some may think that, oh, that's not a big deal. But when you're sweating at a restaurant with colleagues or friends and you really cannot decide what to get, and then you become more anxious and then the mind goes even more blank and you can't decide, get creative. Use the creativity and the commitment together and say, I've, say to yourself, I've never had that, that particular vegetarian dish. I've, I've never had that. I've never been at a restaurant where I've seen that on the menu. And I'm going to see it, you know, get creative and say, you're going to try that. That's really stepping out of the box and go for it. Commit to it. You won't regret staying committed to that decision. And why, you know, you only have a few minutes to do this, but those few minutes that you are trying to make that decision feels like eternity. I deal with this with people all the time. It is a struggle. So use the idea of, I'm just going to be creative. I'm going to try that thing I've never had before. And I'm going to stick to my commitment because I told myself before I came to the restaurant that I would stay committed to the decision I made and then just let it go and have a great time, have a new experience. Another thing that you can do is be willing to listen to your own intuition, your own instincts. So this requires us to listen to our gut listen to our heart, and it requires us to get out of our heads, right? Drop down into the body and feel it. The heart knows so much more than we give it credit for. The heart and the brain, we've always known that they were connected and that they were speaking to each other. I mean, we either knew it on a a spiritual level or then science noticed that oh my goodness, we can see that the heart and the brain are talking to each other. But even with uh, the science understanding how the brain and the heart are connected and communicating, you know, we think of communication of one message going up, one message coming down. But what is news, and this is recently found out, that the heart sends 90% of the communication 90% of the communication goes from the heart to the brain. And the brain sends only 10% of the communication to the heart. So it is not a one-way stream. They are communicating back and forth, but it is the heart that is sending out most of the messaging. And now we know from heart math and other places uh, about how the heart really uh, is running the show. 
but we we really are seeing it now. With this, I always thought myself it would have been a 50-50 kind of split, but apparently not. The heart is sending much more information to the brain than the brain is sending out to the heart. So get into your body, feel your heart, and feel your gut. There's a reason that we have said that forever. Oh, you know, I my gut is telling me to do this. Because we have all of those neurotransmitters being made in our guts, we've often called it the second brain. It probably was more, you know, maybe the, the first brain for all we know. So they were might have developed together. And so we want to drop down out of our heads, out of that overthinking, getting caught in that amygdala, fear-based thinking, and get into the body and listen to your heart. I hope you'll try to put some of those ideas into action. Make a plan. Accept the issue and don't focus on it, you know, by putting it on the back burner. Develop awareness about what the issue is and the decision that you have to make and get creative. And finally, of course, be willing to listen to your intuition, your instincts, get into your body and your heart and listen. And now for today's quote. It doesn't matter which side of the fence you get off sometimes. What matters most is getting off. You cannot make progress without making decisions. And that's from Jim Rohn. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.